Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 60. Six zero. 60, Woo. finally. We are finally. five years from retirement. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Find the Path, where we make nothing but old people jokes. <laughs> well, to be fair, we didn't start with old people jokes. We started with like, hey, we're old enough to drink, and oh, we're, we're old enough for our... Cycles of life. We've Cycles gone full on into the point where we're eventually going to be like, and in elf years, we're finally an adult now. Like, <laughs> we're heading towards. Yes. 120, yeah. We're five years from completion of this campaign at this rate. <laughs> oh, <how so? laughs> uh, oh. It's so far away. <laughs> that is so enjoyable to play. Audience, that, you that better be true. glad we like you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they like us. Uh, apparently, they, they like us enough to ask us to do additional adventure paths at the I same know. time. <laughs> so when last we left our heroes... We met the Lisa Frank dragon. Yes, we did. Well, eventually. You uh, <laughs> you had conferred pertaining. You had determined that uh, you would need to continue to search for the sepulcher of the servant where Nefru Shippus was buried. And then uh, got his... You did not know where that was. And so you then went, you hit up the bathhouse. You found another broken compass. Uh, you weren't and able to fix that one. And a fancy lens of detection. And a fancy lens of detection that had been buried in there mm-hmm. for a while. And a mud bath. That was gross. Where nobody it was like a got sulfur mud bath, and nobody got attacked rank. by mud elemental. I got a nice skin now, y'all. <laughs> That's not how Segura talks, but whatever. No. Got some exfoliation going on. There should have been some like pumice stones or something hanging out there. Ew! Mm. I don't know if I'd want to use that after this it's long. Dirty. <laughs> it's nasty. The uh, party then made their way to the shiny bobble, which you determined you'd not been the first people there before. Mm-hmm. You found a crystal which had been uh, damaged as well, although you had finally managed to fix uh, a flipping fix compass. One of the compass. In doing so, however, you had alerted your Frank Dragon. Yes, to <laughs> who has a real name. We didn't get it. Yes, we did. did. Was it like Shahrazad or something? Oh, Shaharad. Was it Shaharazad? That's a different person. Close, right? Shardazad. Shardazad. It's close to Shaharazad. Yes, yes. Charizard. Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon reference. There's a Pokemon. There's always a Pokemon reference and a 90s reference. Yes, you had spoken with the Crystal Dragon. You had a nice actual exchange back and forth. She'd only threatened to like kill you a couple of times. They have sonic breath weapons, which is cool. Technically, we never even got officially threatened. She like flared up a bit, and then we were like, no, 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 we didn't steal your stuff. (laughs) <laughs> also being like so kawaii <laughs> yes following this however actually before she even showed up you managed to pull out your map confer with the the line painted in the sand here and by that i mean painted across the sky with pew, light pew. it's just those guys on the wall were just like those people have been up there oh there's a big green light what's that crystal thing yes <laughs> after uh, having conferred earlier with your notes that you had gotten from the cultists of the forgotten pharaoh as well as the are your own interpretation from the star chart that you had found you had determined that the most likely course of action would be to make your way to the observatory of truth and wisdom Upon arriving, you had made your way inside. And there's a giant holy symbol of phrasma on the floor. Yes, there's Probably a giant so mosaic cool. of phrasma holy symbol spiraled across the floor. This I, is the right place. I think it, we might be in the right place. Oh, 90s reference reminds me of the mansion from Casper that has like the spiral when you walk in. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yes. The four of you have stepped in. Again, across the floor in this chamber is a large tiled mosaic that covers... A vast section of the floor, approximately 40 feet in diameter. The room itself is rather spacious with numerous columns and pillars supporting the upper dome, which forms into a massive display of constellations. Uh, The room is large enough that your light barely stretches into the furthest corners of it. Nice. There are numerous stone benches that have been erected along the outside wall, not part of the original construction of this structure. 
you're going to guess that this at one point was probably some sort of audience hall or gathering place for teaching and education, as well as religious practices for both the churches of uh, Ma'at, the goddess of uh, celestial order and truth, as well as Toth, the god of the moon and wisdom. These benches, however, seem to have probably served as resting places for the honored dead. Mm. All of the benches are empty. Of course they are. Fun times. So I guess we need to start searching for the entrance to the actual tomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sudi is reminded of the piece of paper that we had that said, but bones can be broken. Begins looking to see if there's any, like, maybe loose tiles or anything like that that might, like, be a broken bone. Is this just one giant room, or is there other... This appears to be mostly one giant room. The far wall of this chamber as you make your way, the far end of the room has numerous shelves built into it, filled with what appear to be ancient tablets as well as texts. Hmm. A wide spiral staircase ascends off towards both your right and left-hand side. You had seen that there were two towers whenever you approached this structure, both of them seeming to be open-aired observatories set into the top of the building. Hmm. The one on the left is covered with depictions of that of Ma'at, oftentimes referred to as the Feather of Truth, the goddess of justice, law, order, and truth. And on the opposite side, depictions of the god Toth. I'm going to pull out my magnifying glass and look for secret doors. Yep. I guess start searching the area. we got to find something. Your footsteps echo across the length of this hall. Oddly, though, they seem to echo discordantly as you make your way across. Sometimes they echo back to you numerous times. Other times you step and it's almost silence. There's a weird element to it. probably because there's stuff underneath some of this. The party may go ahead and roll me a perception roll. Uh, this will take you an hour, although if you each split up, you could then do it in 15 minutes by just searching your individual sections. We'll quadrant this thing we, up. Yeah. Uh-oh. We will segment. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to get anything. I rolled a nat one, so prepare yourselves, everyone. All right. The secret's going to be in my quadrant. 27. Uh, Sudi got a 14. Sudi got a 28. 25. Sudi, your ears kind of swivel back and forth, you know, listening for things, listening to your compatriots and tracking the odd echoes. It's still difficult for you. Again, you're only a few days into adjusting to having half of your vision removed. So kind of trying to check around, trying to watch things. It feels like it's slower going for you. I imagine even now there's still that occasional thing that you think you see something, but you realize it's just like you're throwing off depth sense, your sense of Mm. depth tricking you whenever you see a pillar and the wall behind it and don't realize exactly how far you are from things. The rest of the group, first off, this place is blessedly quiet. To the point that the sounds that you yourself make almost seem to be a disturbance here. Any of those of you who even so much as cough, the sound echoes easily across the distance to any of your compatriots, and the slightest scrape of boot on stone makes this quite apparent. All of you sans suit get the odd impression like it's that same feeling that's been plaguing you for days now. This feeling that you're just constantly being followed or stalked. On yours checking the back wall, you can see that there are numerous charts or star charts on the premises. None of these seem to match the scrap of paper that you'd found, although they're of the same type and format. So it probably came from here at the very least. It seems very likely. Citra and Sagira, you check the surrounding pillars. Eventually you kind of give up on that and then make your way back towards the center of the room, looking up towards the ceiling, looking for any clues there before looking back down towards the floor. It's at this point that the two of you notice not only are the tiles across the floor marked into a mosaic forming a shape, they've also been carved. Is this an X marks the spot situation? It 
looks like they've been carved with some sort of hieroglyphs. Can we read them? Yeah, you can start reading them if you so wish. They appear to be something pertaining towards a... Uh, you can make a knowledge religion if you so wish. Yeah, I don't have that, so... I can read it, but I don't know what it means. Yeah, you could call over Bogurus or Sudis. I know, we, we speak it. Yeah. So, somebody better at um, godly things. Onuris gets a 28 on his knowledge religion. Well done. Looking over this, um, Onuris and Sudi both can tell that these are excerpts from the Phrasmid Holy Text. Mm-hmm. I, I would like nice. to look for, and bones can be broken. You can start searching if you so wish. Yes. You don't see... You're not actually as familiar with the Phrasmid Holy Text. You're fairly familiar, but it's not like you've lived the Holy Text. Reading through this, you don't immediately see that. Sudi, you can tell that this starts in this proper stanza. Interestingly enough, to actually read this, you have to walk the spiral. Oh, cool. Nifty. Sudi walk. I mean, Sudi will walk and read. And probably read it out loud so that you can show off a little bit. We're off to see the wizard. On yours is just looking around. It's like, is it there somewhere? Mm-mm. Is the spiral like, you said it's like two-toned or? Yeah. Well, it's, it's black and yeah, white tiles. Yeah. Nice. Beginning to walk, as you begin to speak, the tiles faintly glow. Ooh, cool. <sighs> as you speak, the words of the corresponding hieroglyphs glow in a faint bluish light. There's an odd effect to this, as I suppose Onuris follows along with Sudi correcting his pronunciation on some of the words, I'm sure. <laughs> Amenifus. Meviosa. <laughs> There's an odd effect to this for those of you standing outside and watching as the light comes up from beneath Sudi and casts his shadow high across the ceiling. That for a second, it almost seems like there's an after image of Sudi that follows. Like a blurred kind of blue image that follows along behind him as if his his shadow or even his spirit is just a half step behind. Hey, that's weird. (laughs) Your spirit's like behind you, following you. Looking back, do I see it? Glancing over your shoulder... You can see that there's a kind of blurred outline, but it's once he stops walking, it catches up to him. Okay, I'm going to keep walking and saying the words. And what if it completely separates your spirit from your body? Mm-hmm. I mean, is anybody going to detect? Can I detect yeah. any kind of, like, when this is going on? So he doesn't know anything about magic, so I have no clue what this is doing. Casting yeah. detect magic. I don't think he's stupid enough to risk it, though. Mm. You see no magical auras. Although, if there were a magical effect in place here, and they also wanted this to be a secret tomb, they could probably have obscured the magic from something as rudimentary as a detect magic spell. The magic's most likely hidden. I don't sense it. Hmm. But I have a feeling we're on to something. So he kind of like waves his hand in front of him to watch like the little bluish line in front of him. Yeah. Uh, after having stopped here for a second, you'd only gone about 10 paces or so. The lights behind you fade and the magic stops. You probably have to complete the whole I prayer. I think you do. Sudi goes back to the beginning and starts reading, walking and pacing through the uh, the full thing, going all the way around all the spirals. If you start feeling like your soul is leaving your body, stop. What does that feel like? I don't know. I'm sure Ask it's Ask Onuris. Onuris, what does oh, it feel yeah. like? It hurts. Yeah, so if it, <laughs> you start feeling pain. And then you'll pass out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you have an out-of-body experience lasting more than four hours. Uh, <laughs> you're probably dead <laughs> you follow and recite the bones land in a spiral circling your way steadily further inward it takes some time for you to read through here fortunately whatever spells in effect or whatever this is is generous enough that when you fail to properly pronounce a word 
it gives you enough time to get a pronunciation from Bonurus before continuing on. Yep. You're very familiar with this text, not as familiar with it in ancient Osiriani. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's one of those, like, it's been it's been said in the church, and I probably read it in, like, Osiriani, but ancient Osiriani is vastly different. Eventually, you reach the heart of the spiral, the center. At this point, you're almost forced to stand in the center of the spiral, like at the very heart of the largest circle, and almost turn in slow rotations to watch these... Uh, hieroglyphs which at this point begin to steadily spiral down and down and down to a point. As you reach the end of this, you see that the last segment is missing. It ends with birth and death are written in the bones. And the bones can be broken. There's a shuddering. And where you stand, not the spiral, but the gap between the spiral sinks down. And segment after segment after segment into a slowly, steadily lowering spiral staircase, hmm. descending down into the earth. That's clever. They're not going to believe this at the church. Yeah, they will. Let's go. Ushevis <laughs> is going to be mad. <laughs> Ushevis is going to be mad. Oh well. Uh, you would think he would be grateful for us finding his ancestor's tomb. That's true. He's probably going to be glad that we found this. Yeah, not but, glad that it's being used yeah. as a lair for an evil. Person causing call pulses, but Hmm. that's what I was talking about. Yeah, he's gonna be mad that a guy was down here doing whatever he's doing. I also wonder if the call pulses animated any of his ancestors. Don't bring that down upon us. Hopefully, they're real sanctified. I don't know if anybody's sanctified enough to withstand it. I imagine it's the shepherd. Many of the people here were sanctified, but the call pulse is overwhelming. Yeah, but these are real religious dudes. Rasmus just like, oh, this call pulse is going out. Not these two. Like, or literally, Phrasma was like, here's a fancy rock from the sky, apparently. <laughs> You're extra special to me. Mm-hmm. Well, or you will be extra special because she's also the goddess of prophecy. So. I guess we go down the stairs. Very well. You descend down the stone steps, making your way steady at this point completely into the darkness. Sudi now bereft of his crystal that he was using I do have previously. an ever-burning torch, though. So, pulling out your torch. Siguri getting a light spell from Onurus. Citra speaking the command word and acting, activating her wayfinder. Falto's wayfinder. He gave it. It's true. It was a gift. The staircase descends steeply to the point that I'm sure in the back of some of your minds, you're wondering, it's like, this must have been very difficult for whatever they were bringing bodies down here to walk down this with a, a sarcophagus on your shoulders as you descend down as pallbearers. Ah, somebody just cast, cast Ant Hall. Easy peasy. Yeah. Maybe. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> you just slide. What? That's so disrespectful. No, you say an extra word and it turns into a slide. Oh, oh, I see. You're going the... uh, uh, And then you write it down. The the (laughs) girl's dorm in uh, Gryffindor. Hmm? You reach the bottom of the stairs, at which point there is a wide archway that leads out into an open room. The keystone of this is covered with hieroglyphs again, stating that all who live must pass through the doorway of death to face her judgment. I mean, it's not wrong. Anuris very casually is just like, duh. <laughs> Been there, seems, done that. Seems uh. a little obvious, but on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Through this door, you enter into a large room. From where you stand to the opposite side, you would say that this room is probably 60, 70 feet across. Easily as wide, if not wider. This vaulted chamber has a looming jackal-headed statuary oversized pillars and a long reflecting pool which lends grandiose scale to the room and the ceilings in here vault up to a height of some 20 feet overhead. It is an awe-inspiring design and gives you this impression of some sort of sacred hall of judgment. 
Hieroglyphs cover all the surrounding wall. You would notice that the reflecting pool still contains water after all of these centuries. Magic. The far end of the chamber has four sets of doors, all on the same wall, opposite of where you've come in. Is this place clean or is there dust? Can Sagira look for tracks with her new fancy magnifying glass? Ah, uh, yes. You may make a survival check if you were to search for tracks. Yeah. Can I aid? Yeah, anyone that has survival made. I aid you. I do actually have some survival. I aid you as well. On your saves. I got a 31. The four of you step into the room, begin searching about. There are signs of footprints here. Are they barefooted footprints? They are barefooted in all of the cases. Many of these seem to be that of a man. Quite possibly your barefooted man. Hmm. Some of these seem like the smaller footprints of a woman or maybe an elf. Hmm. Some of these seem to be larger prints. Not large enough to be a large-sized creature, but longer, oddly warped feet. Okay. The only footprints that routinely seem to leave the structure are those of the barefooted man. So it seems like barefoot man has like an elf lady friend and like a big weird-footed guy. Uh, the weird-footed ones that looks like there are multiple. Multiple of them. Uh, but they mostly, like, patrol, maybe, around here, and barefooted guy comes and goes. Hmm. So, uh, company? Uh, incoming, probably. Good to know. What? I mean, you just said big thing. Like, like what? You know, not big, like, giant thing or whatever. Just, like, big for a person and, like, weird-shaped feet. They still look to be humanoid? Like, club feet? Or something. Eyes are weird. Hmm. Nyrus would sling a shield, draw the kopesh. Shink! Prepare for battle. Start okay, with Yoda. the door on the right and make our way down. Sure. They all might lead into the same room. Yep. Mm. Seems like as good, a pl- as good a plan as anything else. You will make your way forward, crossing the chamber. You reach the door. Each of these doors are large bronze affairs. These, much like the surrounding walls, are also covered with hieroglyphs. The walls seem to be hieroglyphics. Even just glancing them out of the corner of your eye, they seem to be stories pertaining towards the ship's family line. The hieroglyphs across the doors, however, depict Phrasma on one panel and then Anubis on the other. They were buddies. Segura reaching forward and grabbing this. Oh. The door slides open with shocking ease. Hmm. They're exceptionally well-weighted, and there's not even a screech or squeak. Hmm. As if they've been somehow... WD-40'd? Yeah, maintained <laughs> over the, the centuries. Maybe Magic. this place has another one of those cute little golems, and this oh, time we won't kill it. We won't. Uh, unless no it's trying to kill us. dropping money in the pools. Yeah. <laughs> True. Man, that was a long time ago. It was like four days ago. 40 <laughs> episodes ago. <laughs> the door opens into a chamber almost as large as the one that you've left. Wow. Although sands the pillars. The arch ceiling of this chamber towers overhead, rising to a height of 60 feet above the tiled floor. Hundreds of small alcoves cover the surrounding walls. Oh my. Hidden behind neglected silk curtains in blue and gold. A small altar sits in the center of the room, caked in unsightly stains and marred blood or refuse. You're not positive. Yeah, gross. I don't think it's supposed to be like that. A heavy scent of camphor and pitch hangs in the air. A large silver seal depicting a phoenix spiraling around its own tail 
is inset into the altar that you can see from here. But it appears to be blackened and covered or damaged. You can't tell. Somebody's desecrated this tomb. Mm. On yours, you may make a spellcraft check. Eleven. Cool. No. Your eyes, however, are drawn away from this site rather quickly. The surrounding walls are covered with numerous sconces, which contain torches lit in a blue-green blaze, providing a fair amount of light for this room. Chained to these are shambling forms that turn their sightless gaze to you upon seeing you and then stretch out their limbs. Oh, fun. You count 10, 20, 30 more corpses chained to the surrounding walls. Shepuses? Of more immediate concern, however, are the near dozen other bodies that stop their shambling gait simply wandering about the room and turn in unison to all of you as you throw open the door. Hmm. They lift up their arms, beginning to make their way forward with deadly intent, and I will need initiative from the party. Fun times. We just like back out and shut the door. <laughs> no, we need what's, we need to figure out whatever's in here. Yeah. Ew. Couldn't have rolled that perfect twenty on my spellcraft. Nope, it's just going to be a repeat of, uh, what's the House of Panthera? It was the, uh, Akintepe. Yes, the Tomb of Akintepe. Yeah, except where they we've were... got more channels now, so we can, like, blast them out. Well, just whether there was no undead, it was just going to be nothing but, like, scorpions and, and, like, weird insects. golems and stuff, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a lot. oh boy. Oh, yeah, so oh Cyrus, they're right next to us, too. Oh, that's nice. Some of them are chained. For now. Yeah. This seems like entirely too many to fight. But there's doors past them. We can step out and let them come out to us. There's a bunch of... Most of them are chained to the wall. Well, there's a dozen that aren't. Goodness. There are 42 of them. 42? I think we should step out and see if they'll come into this room so we can at least, like, funnel them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to end up being funneled anyway because there's only so many bases they can surround us with. This is crazy. I feel like we really stepped in it. You must have some way to just walk through this. Oh, he's probably got some kind of, like, undead, like, repelling aura. Where's the necromancer? What fancy scrolls did Shepus give me? Oh, you can call one of those beasties. That might be an okay thing to run through here with. One of them guys. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be perfect to set in this room. That'd hey, be... you love killing undead, right? Here you go. Tap on the door three summon times and two times and lesser three times. psychopomp and summon Veneth. Yeah, and the Veneth are the... Grim Reaper things. Yeah, I'm not at that point yet. I make that caster level check or use magic device or whatever. It's a it's a cleric spell. I mean, it's a fifth level cleric spell, but it's a cleric spell. That seems great. So let's go ahead and get initiative from the party. Sagira. 18. And the kitty gets a 14. Sudi. Sudi's got a 21. Citra. Citra's only got a 15. On yours? 21. You or Sudi have the higher initiative? I only have a one. I have a plus two. Okay, so Sudi's slightly faster. Yeah. Unhurt? Uh, 14. Unhurt or Isra have the higher initiative? Unhurt has a four. Isra has a five. Okay. Cast like I will snatch you, bird, out of the air. Don't take my turn. <laughs> I don't think either of them are like, yeah, let me in there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Send me in, coach. They're not Rudy up over here. <laughs> Combat begins. There is no surprise attack round. As you weren't expecting zombies, and zombies weren't expecting really anything. <laughs> Are zombies ever expecting anything? I'm going to assume brains. 
<laughs> the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Round one of combat begins. Sudi Kantar, you have first initiative. Uh, resist the urge to get in there. Did these doors open, like, really? Like, these doors weren't locked or anything? No. That's they actually a, opened pretty easily. That's a problem. Uh, Sudi's going to go next to uh, the next set of doors down and block them with his body and try to hold them. So Sudi darts over to the next pair of bronze doors. Basically try to hold them closed. Do you think they know that those doors even exist? I don't know. Just in case. Just in case, though. It is kind of the classic zombie horror movie thing where they're just, like, beating on the wall when they could just turn the doorknob. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how, uh, like... Uh, well, also, did the doors open in or out? Uh, you have to push the doors open. Oh, then... They open into the room beyond. Oh, then they probably won't be smart enough to do that. I might be okay. I'll prepare here next round to bust in there and start beating them down. If So I... are you ready in action, or are you going over there and grabbing the doors and taking an action to hold them? I'll take an action to hold them. Okay. Just in case. On yours. Protect I'm going to pull out that scroll of summon lesser psychopomp. It is stored, so you're going to need to use a four-round action to retrieve it. Okay. So, on yours, just kind of turns, pops open the scroll tube, starts <laughs> digging around. Not this one, not this one, not this. There we go. <laughs> Are you pulling out the fifth level one or the... Yes, uh, the fifth level one. The seventh level one, the, we have not hit critical mass yet. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hit that. That sounds scary. <laughs> I like to point out that like scrolls, you know, when you're translating them into books, they're usually one page per spell level. So I'd like to think that like a fifth level spell is like a five foot long scroll. <laughs> and you like pull yep. it out and it drops down to the floor. <laughs> and then you just start reading it as fast as you can. You sound like an auctioneer. You <laughs> read it in like six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Super fast. Either that or it's just like a, the really long spell casting time ones. From on Eurus, who has a five foot step if you'd like to take it. No, I need to see another room. Holds his ground. We go to Segura. Yoohoo, zombies! <laughs> and then I like. And then I ready. An action to hit a zombie if it comes to me. Segura readies. From there we go to Citra. Play my game with me. I'm not yoohooing the zombies. I think you took care of that. Citra's think you can five foot step into the room and stab one if you want uh, to. No, I'm gonna ready. Okay, they are flat footed. Come near me. See if they'll come to us. If not, we'll have to go in there. Yeah, I don't want to risk getting surrounded, mobbed yeah. by the zombies. Dragged off. All right, so Citra readies her blades. Yes. Isra. Uh, I'm just gonna tell Isra to wait or down or whatever. Down. Yeah. All right. Yep. So she sits on her haunches, begins licking one paw and cleaning her ear. That's fine. I, I, she's probably a little bit more alert. She's probably we'll use her for up. something in a second, but I want to give these things a chance to come over here. On her. Um, Onyris is just going to tell him to watch the rest of the surroundings in case someone comes in behind us. Okay, so he can take to the wing, just movement at least like 45 Circles feet or something. Around. Caca, caca. That brings us to the zombies. Here we go. They turn shuffling and closing as they begin to move their way forward, pressing in towards the party. Okay, great. Do they go for the doors? Uh, I guess I could have known things about them. I mean, they're zombies. Well, I don't know if there's something special. We've seen them before. Charge. The zombies all close in. The first one takes a charge, barreling forward. When does my ready to action go off? Uh, it goes off just before the charge attack hits you. So it goes off okay. once it's within base contact and has the minus two to its AC, but before Same. it actually gets the attack Same roll. Same for me? The same for you as well. Oh, that's real bad. I only got an 11. 
And a 25. No, uh, sorry. A 27. A 27 will strike your target as you whip your blade through the air at the zombie as it closes. 14 damage. Uh, as it closes on you, you spin Natron's fang and slice it clearly in two as it clatters to the floor. Oh, these die pretty easy. They're zombies. Well, I don't know. All the zombies close in, but since they are zombies, they can only take a standard or move action. Unless, and I guess this is our obscure rule for the episode, uh, if you are incapable of taking a full round action, you can charge as a standard action, but not move double your speed, only move a single speed. There's our obscure rule for the episode. And that is why they can charge. <laughs> Uh, from the zombies, we go back to the top of the initiative, Sudi. Um, They're Sudi. too stupid to open the door. Okay. Uh, Sudi will open the door and start <laughs> wailing on him. I mean, I don't know. Sudi kicks open the door. It's a move action to throw that open. You could five foot step in there and just surprise punch the first zombie. Uh, all right, I'm just going to punch him. Cool. Um, so Sudi kicks open the doors dramatic. Dramatically, I'm going to punch. Um, I'll go for the stragglers. Um, that are left, so I'll go for the one that's like diagonal yeah. like, towards me. So currently, a majority of the zombies are all crammed around the door that Segura and Citra are making their final stand at. Yep. Alright. Huzzah. So that's a 20 to hit him. A 20 will strike the zombie. Okay. Uh, that's kinked. That'll play. Uh, so that's gonna be 11 points of damage. Bludgeoning. Your fist slams into the zombie. Still sending it staggering back as you hear the cracking sound of its bones under your impact. It then turns its sightless gaze towards you and mm -hmm. begins to make its way closer, reaching up its arms. From Sudi, we go to on yours. I'm going to cast a scroll. All right. It is a summon monster? Yeah. Very well. So it'll be a full round action? It's a higher level than I can cast. Do I have to make a spellcraft check? Yes. It's not a spellcraft check. It's a caster level. Yeah. Uh, All right. So it's a ninth level spellcaster. Scrolled and described it. Out of curiosity, I can just assume taking 10 on a spellcraft check, what do you get? 20. 20. Do you have read magic? Or I not read, read, ma read magic? Yes. Okay. I will just assume that you have cast read magic on these scrolls before because you already need to have done that. Mm -hmm. But since you prepared the spell, I'm going to assume that you've done that at some point in the past. I think Citra also was reading magic on some of the scrolls that you've gotten up until this point. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to decipher this. So yeah, as you read it, you will need to make a caster level check to successfully cast this. So a d20 plus uh, your a, sixth level. I get level, a 22. I so a 22. It does Jeez. 1d3, so I get two of them. Well, yeah. at the beginning of your next turn. It's yeah. a full round. So Onuris pulls out the scroll, begins reading through it, calling upon the power of Phrasma. As an auctioneer. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. Phrasma, 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 Phrasma. Well, then like, I'll reroll my d3 at the beginning of my turn then. The end of my, the beginning of my next turn, then. A natural one does always fill, and uh, then I would get to use the fun spell mishap for using scrolls. <laughs> not today. A spawn of Rovagug shows today. up. The oh hair. Don't bring that down upon us. <laughs> Long time I do have the stats for a few of them. Did you uh, summon me? What's up? <laughs> I'm going to kill everything, I mean, including you. I was just you. burrowing towards the surface, but this is cool. <laughs> Somewhere in distant Silthus, Ulnoth the Festering wakes back up. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. awful. Wait a second, you build a palace inside of me? That's kind of cool, <laughs> I guess. I guess it's I'll start by consuming that. No, yep. no, no, no. So Onuris produces the scroll, begins to breed, trying to ignore the foul stench and the press of bodies from these zombies as they come tearing in. Bringing us to Segura. Yeah, Scare takes five foot step in, and uh, she's going to go ahead and 
I guess swing in front of at the one in front of Citra to clear her some some path. She'll start All with right. this one. So you spin your twin blades. Mm-hmm. No, they're not twin. But well, my two blades. Your two blades. My dose blades. I get a twenty. A twenty will strike your target. For max damage, which is seventeen. Your blade cleaves through the first zombie in front of you, sending it scattered across the floor. And then I'll attack the one that's like the one that's uh, catty quartered to me is what I'm gonna attack next. Alright, so you spin swinging at the next one. Ooh. A thirty-two? A thirty-two will strike your target. It's a threat? Uh, that is a hit threat. Roll to confirm. Uh, a twenty-one to confirm? A twenty-one will confirm your critical hit. Did you go for the brain? She's probably just like, my sword is loving this. <laughs> 21 points of damage. Uh, the second one splatters under the impact of your blade as you cleave its skull in twain. And then one more Kopesh strike on the one in front of me. Farewell. So secondary attack with your main hand Kopesh. We get three attacks. Yeah. Well, well, I have two attacks, but I'm two up and fighting. Oh. Yeah. So it's like Kopesh, Kukri, Kopesh. The fighter base attack character gets three attacks with the two up fighting. <laughs> yeah. Do you base have two attacks yet? Huh? When you get two attacks, you should get the same thing. Eighth level, I believe, for a rogue. Uh, yeah, twenty-four to hit. Farther along. A twenty-four will strike your third target as Sagira goes wading in ankle deep through the remains of these things. Goodness. Uh, Fifteen damage. Slicing clearly through the neck on this next one as its head topples to the floor. It flails at you ineffectually and then falls to the side. Take it back. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally Tallahassee right now. Oh, you're a stop reading. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. We got a bunch to kill. You can have some fun. Citra. I cleared your path. Yeah, but the problem is you didn't put anything in a flank. Well, they all died really easily. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to move in uh, like two spaces ahead of Sagira. Then that way we can kind of cleave way through more if we need to. All right, there's no way you can move forward to there without provoking attack of opportunity from one of these zombies. They're all the chained ones, up. Acrobatics. They can still reach. They're chained up by collars to their necks. Yeah. So just they'll kill still one of them. Just acrobatics. Oh, yeah. That's true. Flippy floppy. Be 27. Very well. So <laughs> you go flipping past the zombies, tumbling into the room. Aha. Uh, Kicking I, a zombie head across the floor. I get a... Sudi's like, respect the dead. <laughs> 22 to hit it. These are a dead. 22 will strike your target. For eight points of damage. Nice. Uh, this is slashing? C. Yes. Very well. Your blade's slicing deep into the neck of this thing, although not far enough to actually cleave through as you rip your blade back free. That's okay. The thing turns back towards you, uh, still standing, bringing us to Isra. Defend Sudi. Very well. Hey. So you shout the defend command. Isra will dart over there. Well, uh, no, I'm under attack, so yeah. Yeah, get you can actually there. get into base contact with that next one over. Isra launches herself into the room as the twin black cats stand back to back. Yeah. And then she attack. She protect. She attack. But mostly she is black. (laughs) General great. I mean, these are zombies. She gets a 17. A 17 slices into the first zombie in her path. Uh, is she going against the one that's chained against the wall or against the one that Sudi already hit? Uh, the one that looks like it's actually attacking Sudi. Okay, so yeah, the one Sudi just hit. Uh, she does minimum damage, which is nine. 
chomping onto this and ripping through its chest as it crashes to the ground, dying again. Good job. Good girl. She lets out a roar as we cut over to on hurt. I believe continues to circle. Yeah. Go ahead and make, have him make me a perception roll. More zombies are coming. They came from behind. <laughs> 19. On hurt circles overhead. As he does so, the party hears a screech. On yours, you hear light. Light! Glancing back over your shoulder, you can see what looks to be maybe torchlight or a solid light descending down the stairs you came from. Someone's coming. Uh-oh. Let's leave and close the doors. <laughs> <laughs> like TBD or TBC to be continued. Uh, on her, continue circling. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> well, we can put the Asobek in there and then we can go. <laughs> that brings us to the zombies. Who all break free of the restraints at once. We throw Asobek in there. We close the door and we fight whoever's coming down the stairs. Jordan just had to say rolling encounter. <laughs> Good. Are we blaming Cri- him? Is that what's happening? Okay. Nah, Crystal and I are just, <laughs> no, Crystal we're blaming are Crystal Frazier. But I'm just pointing out. I mean, 43 seemed a little, ex- or 42 or how many there were in here was a little excessive. But what makes it more excessive? Rolling encounter. <laughs> more things. Scary things. So the zombies close. Let's just go through the list here. The first one's going to attack against... Isra, the one chained against the wall next to Isra. Alright, so we're looking at a 15 against Isra. Nope. The next three are attacking Sudi. Okay. 18. Yeah, that'll hit. 8. Nope. Natural 1. Okay. So that was 1. Yep, that's 1. Does manage to Basically, as you duck past the first one, spin under the second one, the third one clubs you with its iron-like arm, striking you for eight points of damage as your knee hits the floor before you push back off against it. Uh, That one had to move to get within range of Segura, so that one's going to attack Segura. The other two are going to attack Citra. So one attacks Segura with a perfect 20, which will automatically hit threat. Uh, At 11, I don't think we'll confirm, though. No. Uh, Sagira does still take eight points of damage as this thing claws into her, sending her flailing back. Trying not to trip over the pile of dead bodies you've left ah. in your wake. <laughs> uh, Citra, we're looking at an eight. No. And that's an 18. Nope. Very well. So the lithe rogue ducks and weaves between these attacks. Duck and weave, duck and weave. Bring us to the top of the initiative where we cut back to Sudi. All right, as the so undead you, bear down on top of you. So it becomes a whirlwind of foot and fist. Uh, I will go ahead and flurry of blows. I'm going to start with the one who hit me because that was rude. <laughs> How could he? All right, so that's going to be a 26. A 26 will strike this zombie. Uh, for seven points of damage. Hit him again for a uh, 23. 23 will also hit the zombie. Dang it, I'm rolling poorly for six. Alright. Do barely injuring these things. Nothing. Especially start considering that dagger on your hip as we uh just leave. gonna take a five foot step back. Very well. He steps back out through the doorway. Try to funnel them a little bit. Yeah. Well, if we close the door, we can handle whoever's coming in. On Eurus. The paper disintegrates in your fingertips in a purple blast of light. I get three of them. Yeah, three of them. Nice. That's so bad. Yeah. Send him in here so we can just close the like, doors. The like battle drums start going. Ooh, I think I have the pawns for those. 
Mm-hmm. And just, they, since they can the immediately to start to smash. act, right? Just yes. send them in there and then we'll close the doors and deal with whoever's coming. <laughs> like, this is their bread and butter, right? <laughs> Zombies? Come on. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Does the work command mean that Isra could close a door? Yes. Okay. Probably. <laughs> if she knows how doors work, which, I mean, based on Mr. Winston, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mikey locked me out of the house once. <laughs> yeah. What? Jordan locked me out of the house two days ago. Hey, I'm a human being. That's not nearly as impressive as Mikey locking her out of the house. Rick hasn't locked me out recently, but I have been locked out many a time. Not fun. You must summon them within 30 feet of you and have line of sight. Hello. Hello, Sobek friends. Hello, friends. Yes. So there is a brilliant flash of light. Nice. The air smells with the scent of funerary uh, incense and a trio of... Uh, fabulous. Fabulous <laughs> feather boa-ed skulled <laughs> creatures explode yeah. out from the outer planes. Yeah, purple uh, light everywhere. Yeah, Onuris tells them to murder the zombies. <laughs> Get them. Not that they probably need encouragements. <laughs> They begin to die forward like the mad dogs of Phrasma. Oh, they're like, oh, that heck one's yeah. gonna start with that one. All right. Delicious. Om nom nom. And he gets an 18. An 18 will strike his target. And he does seven points of damage. Ripping into it. It still stands. His first claw. Oh, that's only an eight. An eight will not strike his target. His second claw is a 18. 18 will strike. Nice. He does six points of damage. Ripping that one into pieces as it falls to the ground. It rears back its head as it swallows its upper torso almost whole, gobbling it down before turning its head towards the next one. Can't come back if they're eaten. (laughs) I guess this one's just going to eat that one. It's chained. Num, num, num. Goes against the chained ones. All right. Uh, first hit with his bite is 20. A 20 will strike its target. Uh, for five points of damage. Ripping into his foe. First claw is a 10. A 10 will not strike the zombie. The second claw is a 22. A 22, however, will. He does three points of damage. Yeah, so it continues to rip and tear. This one's still standing. And then the other one will eat the one in front of it. Very well. With a 16. With a 16 hits. For so its crocodilian jaws snap down onto it. For six points of damage. Rending into the thing. First claw is an 18. 18 will strike as it bites on, for ripping with its four claws. Uh, ripping deeper into it, although this one still stands as it begins to bear it under its weight. 19 for the third hit. 19 will strike again. He does six points of damage. And then it viciously rips the creature into two as it falls into pieces. How hurt is Sudi? Oh, I'm just like barely scratching. Okay. I'm good. Nice. I'm here. How many of those things are within 30 feet of me? I think it's like this entire line. Yeah, but are we trying to close these channel? I tell you, my full plan is to leave and close these doors. That is exactly what Sigura is doing. Yeah. I was to say, just leave these so back to Yes, whoever's have coming dinner. with that light is a way bigger threat. Most likely. That's why Sudu took a five step back. He's like, uh-oh. I'm going to have Ezra close the door. Nine of them would be within range of your channels. I say save your channels and see if we can't just lock these Asobek in and just let them Yeah, but the Asobek only have an AC of 15 and 30-something hit points. Yeah, but whoever's coming down those stairs is going to wreck us. We don't know that for sure. Uh, do the Asobek have DR? 80% sure. What? Do they have DR? Just two. Two what? A- adamantine. They, they could uh. still get through quite a few, I think. And most of them were chained. 
That the doesn't stop him from attacking them. To get within range to bite them, that's they're within range for the zombies to attack them. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if they even go down, we'll have, like, a zombie left and a bunch chained up, as opposed to whoever's coming down here is is yeah. probably someone that's coming to, like, kill the bejesus out of us. <laughs> Including that I guy mean, that, fair, like... the zombies are also trying. They're just yeah, not but, great yeah, at it. They're not, <laughs> more of a threat. More they're of not a hard threat. to deal with. The zombies want to kill the bejesus out of you, too. Everything sure. wants to kill the bejesus out of but us like, in this entire city. They're not that hard to put down. It's your character. Yeah, so. yeah you I, do what you're going to do. I'm going to channel because I want these to be able to help us with this and with whatever's killing us. They're only here for six rounds. Mm. Okay. okay. So if, <laughs> if you move two steps in beyond the door, you will not provoke an attack of opportunity yes, moving to there. Right there. And I'm going to channel. Boom. You call upon the divine power of horse. Your eye blazes. A falcon screeches from the other room. Still saying light. Light! <laughs> Channel! Channel light! Uh, because of my nifty domain ability that allows me to add my cleric level to channels when I damage undead, I do 17 damage to all those zombies. What is the safety C? 16, and they don't get any channel resistance if they have it. I bet this is desecrated. I don't know if that affects it. Uh, it gives them a bonus on the save, I believe. If it's desecrated. If it is actually desecrated, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it looks it looks like it is. You call upon the holy power of Horus. Your eye blazes with energy. The light seems dim and wane here. Mm, as if it's struggling against some sort of fouler magic. That notwithstanding, the zombie directly in front of Isra still disintegrates entirely. The rest of them, however, do still take half damage, which is still going to be eight points of damage, which actually still does kill the one that Sudi struck previously, as well as the one directly in front of Citra that she stabbed when she first came in, uh, as well as the one that the Asobic tore into against the wall. From Onuris, it kind of looks around and goes, eh, it usually works better than that. Uh, we go to Sagira. Uh, Sagira's going to hit the one next to her. Uh, 17? Your blade cleaves oh, into the one next to you. 14 damage. Viciously cutting the thing in half as it topples into pieces. Uh, and then I'm going to take a move action into the, the other room. So you rush 30 feet back in towards the door you yeah, came in the down? the center, kind of. Right. Trying to figure out what's coming. So Sagira goes rushing back into the room. Uh, Sagira, you can clearly see the light descending down the stairs now as it floods out into this room. Hmm. Although the entirety of this room is also lit bright by the bright green lanterns or right. torches across the wall. From Sagira, we go to Citra. Uh, Citra is going to follow Sagira's lead and exit Le Room uh, so that... She can be better prepared for whatever is coming down the yeah. stairs. 30, like foot, 30 feet will put you at a diagonal behind Sudi. Behind Sudi? Behind Sudi. Uh, or behind Segura if you go that way, either way. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, there's one loose zombie, the rest are all chained up. I think there's that's okay. two. You still have there's a standard to move extra remaining if you'd like to take it as you close. What? There's only that one, that one, that one. There's those, those, those two are, are chained. chained. Those two are chained. Yeah. There's a wall. That's the wall right there. There's just one zombie that's They're basically sitting there between the two sets of doors. Mm -hmm. You have move action or standard action remaining if you'd like to take it. Um, no, I don't I don't necessarily want to ready because I don't know if this person is a threat just yet. Yeah. So okay. we're just, I'm just going just gonna to be there. I mean, you could move to the other side of the room if you want to get into maybe a better flanking position. Oh, or you could hide behind a pillar. <laughs> uh, uh, these pillars aren't big enough to hide behind, yeah. really. Mm. So Citra rushes back into the room, bringing us to Isra. 
I'm going to give her the work command and tell her to close the door. All right. Because she has that command and she would have to pull it there. So she steps back, grabbing onto the door and pulling it back closed. The other side of the door still stands open. She does what she can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but she bites onto one of the handles and then pulls it back into the room. Sudi's going to be probably taking the hint. And bite onto the other handle and pull it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Your thumbs, use them. <laughs> Unhurt. Uh, are those pillars? Yes, all the pillars are floor to ceiling. Oh, so he can't land on them. No. Is there anywhere in the room that he can land that's not the ground? The ground. That's not what I asked. I said he can fly into the other room and land on top of the. Yeah, we're not going to do that either. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We don't need him to be bait. <laughs> he lands there. Very well, so he circles back and then lands down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Preens. Very undignified being on the ground. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Brings us to the remaining zombie who will take a five foot step after Sudi. Okay. Swings its arm. It's a twelve. Nope. Sudi just kind of bats it out of the way. Nope, bad. As Sudi just kind of pushes the zombie back off of him, he turns back towards the wide archway door as light floods into the chamber. Oh boy, here we go. A quartet of figures emerge. (laughs) Great. (laughs) The lead trio step out, weapons in hand as they look past all of you, resplendent in red robes and their faces obscured behind golden masks. You guys. As they stride forward. I hate these guys. Let's hope they're chumps like the last ones we fought. They're probably not. Probably not, but... Yeah. They're also going to explode on us. Also, there were three of... You said three of them. What's the, Who's There's the fourth four. guy? Or gal? The Dude. fourth figure is a tall, lithe-looking woman. Oh, it's... What's her name? Mm. Is it a uh, Wearing mask? what appears to be studded leather armor and fine gear, a pectoral as well as white robes draped down around her, and her face obscured behind a fine feminine golden funerary mask. Hmm. As she steps into the room and looks out over all of you. We had her name from a letter. The letter, you did know that Ekram Afek was communicating with a woman named Merit Hetef. So yeah, I'm gonna assume that's probably her. Safe assumption. Security says call tests. Thank you. For your assistance. No? The Sky Pharaoh will be pleased. Absolutely I'm not. I'm pretty sure that we weren't assisting you in any way intentionally. Well, then that will make this simpler. I am unwilling to share the glory. When he rises again to reclaim his throne, we will receive Hakatep's blessings, not the likes of you. I don't want his blessing. It sounds gross. Yeah. The men begin to spellcast. Of course they do. Of course. Spellcasters! Chanting and intoning. They're going to explode when we kill them. The woman begins ancient funerary prayers as you can feel the wave of bardic magic rolling. Inspiring her allies to greater power. (laughs) What? Bard! She's she's a funerary bard? (laughs) And we will pick it back up here. Out. Next time. Middle of Out. combat point. Middle a. of combat. Of course she's a bard. Everybody's following her. She's a cult leader. Duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. I think there's a cult leader archetype for bards. She yeah. should but, have it. But doing You would need to continue to search for the sepulchre of the servant where Nefru Shepis 
The cot? Nefru. Which one's dead? Uh, <laughs> the cot is alive. The cot's 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 alive.